Welcome to the podcast. Today I have Kaiser Seren with me. Kaiser is a wonderful photographer from Lapland and she specialises in ICM and it's something that we want to get a little bit deeper into today. So I invited her on the show to talk talk through the, the concepts and ideas behind her photography. So thank you very much for joining me, Kaiser. Thank you, Margaret. Thanks so much for inviting me. Great to be here today. We first really got to know each other quite recently when you joined one of my courses about finding your voice and we got a little bit deeper into your photography. It was really interesting seeing your journey actually coming from being a professional photographer for so many years but now wanting to go a little bit deeper into your own work. Do you want to just tell us what your um, photography looks like for you in terms of the the shoots that you do and the ICM work that you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do work as a photojournalist. That's my day job. And of course, that looks very documentary and everything looks real. And therefore, I find ICM really interesting and, and liberating. And uh, it's 180 degrees opposite from the documentary work. So you can imagine that it doesn't look realistic at all. <laughs> Almost uh, full abstract I do like my images so that there's a little bit of something recognizable, but not necessarily so that, um, that, that it kind of yells that, hey, I'm a landscape or hey, I'm a tree, but there's a hint of the original subject in the image. I'm a colorist, I'm a color seeker, so my work is full of color. If not many colors, at least full of one color. Yeah, the colour's really important to you, isn't it? And you can see it from your, your beautiful Instagram feed um, where we have all these different sets of, of colours and really abstract images. I'm really drawn to them and I love ICM photography. I love the images. It, I think it's because I like painting. So I sort of feel they get a li- that little bit closer to painting than traditional photography obviously does. So maybe, maybe it's that. And I, th- I think it is actually... When I was a very small child, I remember going to a bookstore with my mother and there is this department with all these painting materials and crayons and and pencils. So I always stopped there in front of the shelf and while my mother was doing shopping, I was exploring the colors and I wanted to do painting. That was my number one thing. But I come from a family which is not very artistically oriented. So we will, as children, we were always told that, oh, no, you're not artistic. Go and get yourself a real profession kind of thing. And I started to believe that I can paint. But then about 20 years ago, when I stopped my day job at that time, the first thing I did is I went to buy some watercolors and, and brushes and I started painting. And I decided that this is now something I want to conquer. I haven't come very far. I still paint. But then when I discovered ICM photography, I realized that this is now my thing. This is where I can do the painting without being the master of the technical painting side. I um, have that connection with painting as well. And I I probably use the photography not obviously is not as abstract as you you've just gone a little bit step further but it's it's almost like it's just a different way of expressing yourself is it yeah I I think so it's it's all the same isn't it whether it's painting or photography photography is just a little bit more structured I think 
Not that I see him, maybe. <laughs> no, no. So, so maybe you are a little, that one step closer to painting than I am, actually. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's an interesting idea, isn't it? And I don't know why I'm so confused by ICM. I, or not confused. <laughs> maybe just intrigued by it. Because, probably because I'm always trying to find, like, the why behind the work. I'm always trying to explain things behind the work. And maybe because it's so abstract, it just takes you into a different kind of level of trying to understand what it's about. So I suppose to unpick, just to unpick a little bit what you said there, we're talking a little bit about your your childhood and feeling like you weren't allowed to express yourself. Has that impacted you? Do you think that's impacted your work now? I think unconsciously, yes. And I understand now with ICM photography that it is something 100% for me. It's something I do for myself, not for anyone else. And if someone doesn't like it, it's quite fine with me. I don't care anymore. And um, I have my best friend who, who likes my traditional pictures, but he never understands ICM photography. And he's like, oh, no. Why do you do this? It's terrible. <laughs> but I don't care. It's his opinion. He doesn't have to like it. I, I love it. And it's, it's freedom. And I think, yes, maybe because um, unconsciously, because in the childhood, I thought that I'm not artistic. And I, I wasn't really even given a, you know, a chance to express myself artistically. I think now I take it back like with interest rates, <laughs> high interest rates, if you can say so. So so you must have done some work to get to the point where you are then, because I think what's really nice about what you've just said is that you, you don't care about, it's for you and you don't care. That is just, that speaks volumes. Uh, I was speaking actually to a, a lovely guy, Mally Davis, last night for the podcast. I don't I'm not quite sure which episode will be out first. Um, but we were talking about this loving your own work and the idea that I and I'd said I would love more people to stand up and say I like my work I just like it and it doesn't matter if nobody else does because I think that's a really strong point to start developing your own vision and start developing your own your own work you've got you've got to start with that almost you got to say you can you can recognize ways in which it can be improved and ways in which it can be developed but you can just you can still love the core of it can't you um so it's it's really nice to hear you say that and I wonder if there's been a bit of as I say when I mean work I mean like um work on yourself to to get to the place where you don't care about others opinions because that's a a big thing because I know for me that's been a journey. That's been a journey of self-awareness and self-acceptance and all those things. Maybe, has it come easily to you? I don't think so. I remember when I first started as a photographer in a newspaper, I was terrified every morning to open the, you know, open the paper and see my pictures there and what do everyone think about these? And I was terrified. And it took quite a long time, actually, to to understand that the work is okay. It may not be the best uh, photojournalistic work in the world, but it's okay. It's quite okay. And um, it has taught me a lot of acceptance and accepting my own work and that you can publish work and show it to others, even though if it isn't 100% 
you know, even if it isn't the best work in the world, as long as you are happy with it. Of course, you can always improve, but it has taken time. I think maybe that comes because I'm, I'm the same. So I'm wondering if that maybe comes from because you've been working as a photographer, like I've been working as a photographer in the sort of like, you know, the the, the day job sense of things. You get to the point where you, you, yeah, you break through that kind of thinking or somebody else is better than me or because there's because there's a million photographers that are better than me in, in my my wedding photography I'm not the best wedding photographer in the world I'm certainly not the best wedding photographer in Scotland <laughs> but you you kind of get to that point after I've been going 18 years you get to the point where it's like you you accept that and you go well but this is how I do it this is this is my take on it and it's and, and actually who says what's good and what's not good it's all about communicating isn't it and communicating something through the work I suppose where I'm going with that is that yeah maybe the time that was spent in the trade has led us to understand that more clearly so then you can easily transplant that into the the more creative work Mm, absolutely and then also of course we both work as freelancers so as long as there are clients and you have orders and you have photo shoots it kind of reassures you that yes I must be good at some level you know I might not be the best photographer of the world but I'm good enough that people order me to do this work and that of course brings the self-confidence as well. That's true actually I hadn't thought of that actually yes yeah I probably there probably is an element of that isn't there because um, I haven't really, I don't really advertise my my work my work work uh, anymore, and it just self fulfills. Which so the, yeah, you do sort of go well. Actually, must be doing something right then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. I suppose then you pop that into your your um, your more creative um, offerings, I suppose, and you bring you bring to that a little bit of confidence. What's the split like at the moment and what, what does it look like in life for you? Is it something that you want to pursue more, uh, the more creative work more and drop back on the photojournalism? I definitely want to go more into the artistic work. Before COVID, I was doing about five photo shoots per week. And now I do maybe two or three, and the rest of the time is taken up with the artistic work. But I still feel at the moment I'm, I'm sort of in an intersection, kind of a transition point, where I want to devote more and more of my time to ICM. And of course, um, it's work as well. It's not only that I just run around with the camera and shake it <laughs> in the forest, but I also do have workshops that I run and then of course I run together with Morak Patterson and Stephanie Johnson the ICM Photomag Network community. If I'm really true to my heart, if I really listen to myself now, maybe full-time artist, yes. But isn't it lovely to have a goal like that or to say that this is this is possible? Um, I think that's a great a great thing. So you've actually got a gallery as well. Yes, I do. Um, It's a two-story house with seven rooms for exhibition space. It works a little bit like an art event house. I hold exhibitions here, um, maybe five to six exhibitions per year of outside artists, and then my own work is in between times. But then I also hold um, workshops and little concerts and meditation retreats and 
meetings, all kinds of events can be can be held here. So that is that is also a job. It's kind of a hobby, I have to say, business wise. <laughs> but uh, I regard it more as my artistic work. So this is part of the artistic journey, <clears throat> and it of course gives me the opportunity to always have my own work up here. It sounds like you're building something really good, actually, and um, maybe similar to my journey. It's like I, I used my wedding photography to leapfrog my into something that I really wanted to do. I mean, I, the, the weddings are fine, um, and there's an element that I, I, I like doing them, but that definitely the passion work is the the landscape work. Um, but it takes a lot of a lot of I think there's maybe a bit of a I don't know if there is actually. I'd be interested to find out. Maybe people think it's it was an easy thing to do <laughs> or it was a smooth transition but actually it's been years like maybe 12 years I've been building up to, to this where I'm now earning most of the the income through my the passion work as same process for you then yeah 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 I've had the gallery now for five years and um, <clears throat> the first year I didn't use it for anything else but just taking a few pictures down in the studio and and after only one year, I started to develop all these events and exhibitions here. And at the same time, I started to really put more and more time and energy into ICM photography. Yeah, it's a long journey, definitely. Sounds like you'll be successful at it, though. I think you're putting, putting all the blocks in place. When you look at how you, it sounds awful, but how you monetize your, your creative work, which is actually... It's not a bad thing, is it? Because you, it's it, it's kind of an essential thing to do. When you monetize it, you can spend more time at it. You can help other people. So we take away that the idea that that the monetizing is you know a bit, you know should really talk about it. But actually, what you're doing is in, is helping other people in their own creativity because then you can offer things like teaching and retreats and making space for people. That's actually really really valuable i certainly feel that myself that what i'm doing is is valuable to people and important so it's a long journey to get there and there's a lot of you have to be very driven don't you i can i can sense that you're quite driven and you you you're quite good at embracing new things yeah yeah definitely i don't feel very comfortable with the idea that artists should be people who don't earn money, but they only live off grants. I don't understand that way of thinking at all. And especially in Finland, there's a lot of thought. A lot of people have the attitude that if an artist sells and earns the money herself, rather than living off grants, art isn't good. That the art isn't as valuable or as as uh, high quality if you have to kind of think that someone might buy this when you make it. And I don't believe in that. I, I hate the idea of living off grants. I mean, I hardly ever apply to any grants. If I have applied, I have never re- received any. <laughs> but I think it's a crazy idea that artists couldn't, you know, support their lives and their... The, by selling their work. I, I've never 
been successful in grants either because when you were saying that I was thinking what 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 grants <laughs> totally totally get that I don't see why we why we can't and actually it's only when you if you approach it from an authentic place so you're not adapting your vision and what you're creating to fit a market then you know that wouldn't be great that would be kind of like not being true to yourself but then you when you if you were to do that you wouldn't be successful I don't think because you the, yeah the work that comes out of you isn't the, the work that really yeah. really is what you want to create so it becomes a bit false yeah I think so too and I think you have to be honest to your work and then if it doesn't sell it's a sad thing but but I couldn't do anything that I wasn't honest you know if, if it wasn't part of me and I know that I see in photography is difficult it's very difficult because Traditionally, everyone expects a photograph to be pin sharp, you know, and and show the original subject, uh, and you have to use all kinds of fine technology and equipment and lenses and and, and so on to to create them, and it takes a lot of time to adjust, you know, to get people to adjust their attitude and think differently. I still wouldn't want to do anything else. I want to do ICM because it's part of me and it's important to me. Yeah, there's been a, a bit of a upsurge in interest in ICM or it's become more more known maybe or people are starting to pick up on it recently. Is is that right? Because I've just noticed more people shooting in this in this way. I have a feeling that it's kind of on a crest of a wave now. Uh, there's a lot of interest, and I'm sh- I'm definitely sure that there's more interest now to ICM than there were five years ago, certainly. And we noticed that also with the ICM Photomag um, Facebook site, we have almost 10,000 members there. And I don't think that would have had happened, say, five years ago. So there is a lot of interest. But, of course, there is also things we can offer, and we do offer now more. We have the magazine and we have the community and there's all kinds of Facebook sites and there's all kinds of workshops, etc. So people are more familiar with what the ICM intentional camera movement is. So why why do you think that happened then? Is it just did it just become a bit more known? I mean I remember just seeing like Valda Bay took Chinarin and Valda Bailey's work. That was probably the only people that I uh, just a few years back, you know, that I saw doing this kind of work and I always thought, oh, that's incredible. It's it's beautiful. I, I don't understand it, but it's beautiful visually. <laughs> I still come back. I don't know why I keep coming back to this. I don't understand it. Maybe I don't need to understand it. Exactly. Why do yeah. you have to I understand? don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, it's just something that I find really interesting. I want to ask you a question. Sorry. If it was a painting... If it was exactly the same thing, but it was a painting, would you understand it better? Yeah, I think the answer to that would be I wouldn't I wouldn't consider that question so much. I would just just take it as the visual beautifulness of a painting. And in fact, I do like abstract paintings that are very similar to ICM. So, yeah, I'm I'm still trying to get my head around it so that I've not got a hard and fast rule. I'm just intrigued as to why I feel like I need to push deeper because it's a photograph and because it's not a painting. Could it be that because you don't understand the technique behind it and you don't know how it's been made... Yeah, no, I mean, I do understand the process. I do some myself, but I just, I don't particularly, for me, it's 
it's not something that I would pursue. I've I've kind of come to where I am with my own photography, and I think I, I kind of touch back from ICM. Um, so it's, it's long exposures, but not not you know. So it's slightly different. It's verging on it, but not not quite there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my it's just my own sort of curiosity as to wanting to dig deep with everything. I always, with all photography, I do want to know a little bit more. I want to. I, I really, I, I really loved your story about when you were when you were younger with your your mother and you were looking at these colours. I think that is just it's just beautiful. And when I hear that sort of thing, I get oh, I'm starting to understand. When I say understand. Maybe I don't need to pick apart a particular photograph. I don't need to go, well, well why has she got the yellow and the green? I don't mean that. I mean, I mean, understand you as a as a photographer. And why why is it that you're doing these colours? So what, once once I get into that, then I start to enjoy and I enjoy the work more. I think it's lovely anyway. There's the visual and then there's the deeper, isn't there? Yeah. You have to understand the person behind the That's image, it. not the image itself. Yes. And maybe I would yeah. do that if I looked at more paintings, actually. Um, so maybe it's just because I'm looking at a lot of photographers. But coming back to your original question about why would ICM all of a sudden have so much more popularity, maybe people have just started to be a little bit tired or bored with so much traditional photography that looks all the same. And I'm kind of referring to, for example, Instagram or the social media, which has set certain parameters where the pictures should fit into. And people have been looking at that for years now and kind of seen it all. And maybe that has created a bit more interest in looking at other kinds of photography. I suppose the other thing is that it's getting more accessible for people to to shoot technique, different techniques like this and to learn as well, to learn online how to do them as, you, as you're doing. So maybe all of that accessibility um, and maybe people are pushing the boundaries a little bit more and photography is advancing, which is it's just probable actually as well because, you know, things are, things are changing fast, aren't they? So expressing things, expressing emotions um, in through photography is... It takes different forms, and this maybe is just one of the the newer forms that we have, which is great because it, it opens up creativity, doesn't it? In in different ways, I think it, I think it's great. Now you sent me um you sent me a while ago you sent me a little circle that you'd drawn. So do you want do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I was um, intrigued myself that why am I so attracted to intentional camera movement photography? And uh, after your course, I really put my mind into it. And, and I wanted to explain to myself that what actually is the difference between the traditional and the ICM photograph. Not only that the technique is different or exposure time is long, but in terms of feeling and what it conveys. And I drew this circle. In the inner circle, there are the, the, the conventional tools that we use when we take a good photograph like there are colors and shapes and forms and we use light a certain way and we have a certain composition and we have certain guidelines to to say that now this photograph works and, and expresses the landscape or person or whatever beautifully and all of that is consciously done 
I mean, when I take the camera and I start to do a composition, I think about it. It's all conscious. Or I see that light comes from that direction consciously. But then when you go further and you start to do ICM, you go more into the unconscious level. And things which you didn't even know that exist all of a sudden appear in your images. And um, there is more expression and there's more depth and more mood and more freedom definitely comes into the into making the image and, and doing the photography, which shows in the final image. And that connects you with the unconscious of yourself, like let's say that little little child sitting there in the in the bookshop looking at those crayons. <laughs> and so I drew these different circles. In the inside is the conscious and then there's a next circle with with the depth and mood and the freedom. And then in the outer circle, there is the unconscious that connects you with your true emotions. And I feel that's what ICM is all about. I, I think there is two elements in ICM photograph, which don't happen in, very easily in a traditional photograph. There is kind of a filtering that the, um, the movement creates. It filters things out and then there is kind of a layering and I'm not talking about Photoshop layering or anything like that, but the light and the elements in the image as the camera is moved, they start to create different kind of layers which cover some things which have been in the image. And that brings you the wonderful surprise elements which are in the end result which i just love and that's where we're, we're we're actually starting to get a little bit deeper here when um you're talking about this how you bring emotion into photography isn't it that's that's the thing how we bring emotion into any sort of creativity i suppose is the question and maybe icm has just naturally lends itself to to be able to doing that yeah and i feel i have done some testing now lately with different kind of movements. And I feel that when you are able to drag the light across the image a certain way, that definitely brings a lot of emotion into the image. When you can manipulate the light by dragging it across different ways. So that brings you sadness or happiness or whatever the emotion is, but it's a very strong tool talking about this the ideas of the childhood and and obviously emotions come from your life experience don't they so we'd been talking a little bit about this idea of feeling unseen or invisible is that something that influences your your photography do you think i definitely think so now i probably didn't realize it before your course and having had a lot of thought about it but yes, I definitely think so. I come from a family of seven children and I'm the youngest one. And I definitely have felt all my childhood that I have been kind of an unseen child. Uh, a lot of attention has been brought to my older sisters. And um, I think my parents were, they might have been a little bit tired by the time I was born. <laughs> so I, I'm not saying that I wasn't taken care of. 
But I always had the feeling that the older ones could do things and I couldn't because I was a small one and no one realized that I kind of suffered from that. And I felt being unseen. And I also felt um, a bit like an outsider, which I still do. I feel a lot like an outsider in many social uh, contexts. But um, I'm sure that it has affected my work always. But only now I, I um, realize that it has, has, a, has an effect on my work. And actually, I now think that it's a strength. It's turned upside down. Intentional camera movement really brings a good opportunity to make things visual, to make the unseen visual. And um, I think it's a good, good thing. But yeah, I'm sure that um, it affects my work more than I even realize. I think it's uh, maybe that the the ideas of any kind of emotion like that or feeling like that can come out through creativity. So it's all it's almost a positive to have had <laughs> terrible to have some sort of hard experience or you know a tough time because you can use that then to work through it and to for it to come out into your your own works in in some way or the other. And it can be a real positive. I think it's real positive because the people that have had like maybe very, very simple, easy lives, there's not that many of them about. They haven't got that thing to to draw on. They haven't got those, yeah, those those tough times, whatever it was. For me, it was like not feeling heard as, as an introvert, not feeling, yeah, heard. So I think there's probably quite a few people who feel this, but not having a voice feel like I've got a voice now I've got a voice in many many different but it's it started with my photography and that's now developed into obviously this podcast and all, all the things that I do it's given me it's given me a voice and you for you you're becoming it's your platform isn't it your work is your platform and you're becoming seen and you're becoming a person that maybe wasn't recognized when you were younger can be really powerful actually once you start to learn to use it not to see it as a negative and to to dwell on it and feel you know but when you start to use it in your art I think it's it's an amazing thing it really is to recognize that and to be able to vocalize it and understand a little bit it just sets you apart from from other people so I'm glad that uh, I don't feel ashamed shame of it you know I feel I feel comfortable with the idea. And I think I see a photography being the kind, having the nature of bringing unseen things into the image. It really fits well with my case. It does. It does. And it's yeah. beautiful. Your work's beautiful. So um, thank you for, for sharing all that with us. Can you just point everybody in the, the direction of where they can find you if they want to go and look your work up? Yes, absolutely. I have just, um, I'm just in the process of being opening um, a new website for my artistic work. So I would be really happy if people can go to artistkaisasiren.com. I specialize in making um, visual stories with ICM photographs, and those will be there. And then I'm also in Instagram. ICM space uh, Kaisa Siren and then of course um, the ICM dot network is the membership community that we run with Stephanie and Morag 
Thank you. Uh, thank you for all your thoughts and thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much. This was a great pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening today. I'm truly grateful for you taking the time out to listen in. If you feel inspired in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you could share or review the show. You can also share it on Instagram and tag me or reach out with any thoughts. I'm at Margaret Soraya and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.